Hello and welcome to the 138th episode of Downtime Podcast with Elisa and Jeremy. Today, we're going to be talking about the PS5, Elisa, isn't that right? exciting they had their press conference and uh it's kind of aligned during the e3 when e3 would be and there were a lot of announcements and they even showed the hardware there's only one thing they didn't talk about true do you know what that is uh is that a rhetorical question or is (laughs) are you actually asking me i i just wanted to i i I'm just wondering if you if you know what they didn't talk about. Oh, because um, I because because there is something they didn't talk about the price of the console. Exactly, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so just to go really quickly into the price, I think Sony is being very sensitive about revealing the price because of the situation that we're in right now. I'm sure that not only are there manufacturing issues that might be affecting the price, but their general audience who would be buying a PlayStation 5 might not be able to afford it right now. And I don't necessarily know if it's a good move or a bad move that they're not revealing the price yet. And from a marketing standpoint, I mean, I feel... If you are a gamer who is set on getting the PlayStation 5 on launch, you're set on getting it no matter what. And if and the, if you were already set on waiting a, a, a year or two to get the PlayStation 5, then you're already set. Um, I would have liked to know the price, though, personally. Like, it, would, it just would have been a nice, oh, okay. Like, the determining factor for things. Yeah, um, there's a lot of people throwing around a lot of different numbers. Um, uh, for the people that watched that reveal, there are two different versions. So there's like the digital version and then there's yes. the re- regular. So a lot of people are assuming the regular will be like four ninety nine, three ninety nine, and the digital version will be like $100 cheaper than that. Um, that's, that seems reasonable. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's a good way to market it because you're omitting an optical drive mm-hmm. um exactly and i think yeah granted the whole landscape of things and the how the economy is doing i i think 399 is a is a good okay price range for a new next generation console mm-hmm. do you do we know how much the series x is going to be uh I don't personally know. I haven't really been looking at a lot of price details about the Series X. Okay. I it there's no price yet either for the Series X. Okay. Hmm. Well, that being said, it's an actual computer <laughs> almost. It's like a computer desktop. I mean, at the end of the day, if you think about it, all consoles are slowly becoming PCs. They are. It's just the Series X is like obnoxiously like a desktop. It's just a rectangle. <laughs> it seriously reminds me of those old Mac 
towers that were like trash cans, except they're not circular. The Xbox Series X is like square. Oh my god. <laughs> do you remember do you remember those, Max? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I totally remember those. They were and you could choose whatever color you want as well. Oh, I was talking about the newer ones, not the old ones. Oh, okay. They're like like tall skinny black circular towers. Oh, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly those ones. Yeah. But those the ones you mentioned with like the the CRT screen, those are nice too. Those are cool. I I'm <laughs> I, I miss that, but of course, in nowadays technology standpoint, they're like obsolete. Um, For sure. But yeah, so the Xbox Series X definitely, to your point, looks like a computer. It looks like a PC. It looks like a tower. Yeah. I will say the Series X is just a rectangle, so I can imagine it could fit into a lot of shelving and a, and a lot of furniture a lot easier than what the PlayStation 5 is. <laughs> That reminds me. I I have a um. Speaking of furniture and fitting into certain places, I have a Holmes like air filter in my room, and it kind of okay. looks like an Xbox Series X. It's a tower. It's hey. black. <laughs> it just can't play games. It just filters air. You could cheat someone on eBay with that. <laughs> That'd be so. Much. You just put Xbox like draw it on there with like a piece of paper. Oh and my just tape it god! On there. <laughs> Xbox Series X. They're like hell yeah. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would never do that. That sounds. That's messed up. <laughs> but it at least from what I'm looking at on Google they're saying that the Series X is probably going to be cheaper than the PS5 for what it is. I mean you we'll know, find out, but yeah. No, I mean I I I could see that Sony and Microsoft are always going to be neck and neck. I think so. they've been historically cheaper, right? Or am I tripping? I don't know. I, I've never been an Xbox person. I've never bought yeah. an Xbox console. So I don't rem- Yeah, I don't remember if they're cheap. Yeah, well, in any case, um, instead of, like, going through every single little detail about that presentation, let's just talk about the things that we like the most. Yes. Um, uh, so before we go into that, uh, what what do you think about how the PlayStation 5 looks? Personally, I'm not a big fan. Um, I wasn't impressed when they revealed the design. I still am not. But at the end of the day, regardless of what it looks like, I am going to buy the console. And you and I have discussed this before. We're we're not going to buy day one. We're definitely going to buy it at some point. But just we're not going to be the first guinea pigs to to test out that iteration. Um, mm-hmm. I I do realize and understand why it is built and shaped that way for airflow, for for cooling and all this other stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just looking at it, I was like, where am I going to fit this in my house? Like, I don't know if I'm going to turn it sideways or if I have to like lean it horizontally. Um, overall, yeah, I was just I wasn't really impressed with it. I was just like, eh, it's, it looks like a future. It looks like a building, like a futuristic building. I didn't mind the shape of it until someone did a size comparison of how big it is. Then I got really confused. Because if you just showed me the PlayStation and you didn't have the controller or the disc comparison that a lot of people have created online, I would have thought, oh, uh, that seems fine. Like, it looks kind of looks like a, you know, like a regular router. Like, it's like I could fit that wherever. And then when someone did the size comparison, it suddenly felt very obnoxiously um, 
huge and and the shape of it i feel like is hard to put in a lot of furniture and a lot of shelving in a lot of places yeah no that was my worry as well like where am i gonna put this on top of another console because i feel like i'm my whole console shelf is getting crowded yeah so and the size and weight of it are just they just scare me i don't know if I'm my the rest of my shelving is gonna be able to hold that totally yeah it i'm just a little i you know i'm a little confused by the choice of size personally um consider like i mean obviously if something has a lot of like capacity i'm sure that there's a lot of materials involved but still um well all things considered like the first iteration of the ps3 was a monster and then they slimmed down over time same thing with the ps4 there's the ps4 slim and there's like the pro yeah. which is i think it's the same size actually or maybe smaller i don't know i don't have the slim or I the don't pro. Have a pro yeah I don't, you and i have the first iteration of ps4s have, yeah that being said the ps4 and the ps2 are my favorite shapes because I, I think I prefer straight edges, and I don't like round as much. Or, like, it's not a circle, but you know what I mean. The edges are a little round and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, looking at the console, I think naturally humans gravitate towards things that are, like, even, evenly shaped, symmetrical. Yeah, um, exactly. I think that's one of the reasons why I was kind of off-put by the design. It was because... It's just it's not shaped in my eyes at least symmetrically and and to your point yeah a little bit round and not mm-hmm. not like flat edged um, yeah yeah it, the PS4 to me looks it's per, it's fine it's perfect I think it looks okay because it's you know it, everything about it in my eyes are symmetrical um, the PS5 just it just looks like a work of art <laughs> instead of a, a game console it looks like a statue I get from Red. <laughs> and not the real one the fake one and not the real one <laughs> the fake one. Oh god yeah um so i mean again i understand why it's designed the way it is uh to your points earlier the shape and size of it do worry me um but i'm gonna wait until there's another iteration of the console yeah Maybe. Hit- Historically, I've always gotten the slim version of the console, except for the PlayStation 4. Um, I do, I do prefer the slim one just because it also seems like it's the, like it's refined a little bit, not just in, in, not just in its size, but just the, just the hardware itself. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So I will wait a little bit for that. And that's, and, um, I don't know if we've ever talked about the controller yet. I actually like the controller, though. My only thing about the controller, and this actually just goes for the PlayStation as well, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get the white color as the base. If, if a black color existed or if a different color existed, I would get that. But, um, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't get a white base controller, but I, but I'm actually a fan of it, surprisingly. Even, like... I feel like that there. If you asked me five years before, I'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" But th- but this controller, I'm like, "Ah, whatever." I just don't think I prefer the white. 
So your thoughts changed from the last time we talked about the controller. Last time you immediately went out the door swinging, saying, "I hate it. I don't. Really li- I don't like it. I don't like the shape. I wish they stuck with the DualShock design." Do you remember? Oh, that? Oh, okay. I don't remember. <laughs> I I don't remember that at all. I remember all of that. I was like, yeah, uh, I, I, I agree with you. I don't really yeah. like the shape of it. <laughs> this this yeah. is like a few podcasts ago. Dang. Um, see, your things, opinion changed. <laughs> yeah, things change. Things change a lot. I just don't. I don't like the white. Um, and uh, that also just goes for the PlayStation itself. That's the last thing I want to say about its physical. Sh- I I would have preferred a a black color to the PlayStation, or just like not white, personally. Historically, video game consoles that are all white don't sell well, um, and users are more likely to buy co- darker consoles simply because, I guess, marketing in the past has always made darker consoles seem more interesting, um, like like purchasable. At least for a U.S. audience, um, Japan gets like some exclusive colors here and there. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it, like the original Super Nintendo, it was called the Super Famicom in Japan, and it had green, blue, yellow, and red buttons on the controller. But uh-huh. when it was give when it was localized for a U.S. audience. They muted the colors to just purple and gray, including the controller and console, because they were afraid people would think it was a toy if it was, like, too colored. Huh, that's funny. But today, people actually like that multicolored tone, and they want that. So it's interesting that, you know, we look at the past and think, oh, that's all we knew. But then we look at what was not given to us, and we're like, wow, we could have had that, and that seemed a lot better. So I think mm-hmm. if it was just, like, the economy and the people at the time and, and the... The, the mindset and thinking towards video games. Yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying Nintendo was wrong to do that. I think they were fine. Um it's just like it's interesting to me how how video game companies think about marketing their product towards people. Um and yeah, going back to a two tone color scheme and going back to the PS five and how it looks. Yeah, I agree with you, Elisa. I don't really like the two tone mostly white. It seems like to me mostly white color scheme of the PS5 and the PS5 controller. I would much prefer if they made an all black version. I would definitely buy that. Um, and my thoughts on the controller, they've changed a little bit. I still don't really like how it looks, but I think it would change if I actually held it and picked it up. Um, because in my opinion, the DualShock 4 is one of the most comfortable controllers I've ever felt. Um, including this includes the the Nintendo Switch Pro controller. I really like the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller, because it's got a little bit of weight to it. It feels mm-hmm. nice in your hands. Like, it, it curves, like, perfectly around my hands, and I really like that about it. For um, sure, for sure. Uh, that's the same way I feel about the PS4 controller. So maybe when I hold the PS5 controller, it'll feel fine, because I know that they have designed it in a way that it's supposed to make you feel comfortable when you're holding it. You don't have to reach your fingers out really far to press certain buttons. Um, that's something that I think Microsoft did really well with their Xbox One Elite controllers, where mm-hmm. there's like two buttons on the back that you can press, and you can also replace them and remove them if you don't like them being there. So, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool that you know video game companies are slowly taking notice of from what used to be like little square rectangles that had only had like two buttons on it to now they're like really comfortable things to hold in your hands. For sure. But yeah, I th- those are those are all my preliminary thoughts um, on what it looks like. Cool. Yeah. Same. Do you want to go into software? 
I don't have much to say about software. It's kind of everything I've expected, if that ma- if if that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no. Some things I want to give a quick shout out to are Horizon Forbidden West. I think it was really cool that they set it in the Bay Area. You go to San Francisco. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo looks spooky and cool. Spooky. Oh my god, Jeremy. Yeah. When you, when you said software, I thought you meant like some firmware or we were going to go we were going to go into like some like the app. I didn't realize you were talking about the game. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, sorry, I should have been more explicit. Games. We're talking about PS5 games, what they announced. Oh um, my god. I I but yes, I think that uh Forbidden West looks great and it makes me feel like I have to finish the game now. <laughs> Yo, right? I feel the same way. Yeah. So those Ugh. are my those are my thoughts. My th- thoughts are oh I should I should finish this game. <laughs> yeah. Um okay. Continue on with other stuff that you liked. I I thought it was funny how in the beginning they showed GTA 5. I was like, okay, of course. <laughs> I knew they were going to port it over to the PS5. There's yeah. no doubt about it. GTA 6 has not been announced yet. There's only like rumors and speculation. So when the next iteration of GTA comes out with its GTA online component, the GTA 5 world will be pretty obsolete. But for the time being, I think Rockstar is banking on the fact that people will still play and buy GTA 5, which they do. But I have a lot of complaints about GTA 5 online that I will not go into on this podcast. This one specifically. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Personally, Horizon- I'm really surprised that people think that Grand Theft Auto 6 is a launch title. I mean, Red Dead Redemption 2 just came out in 2018, and for what we're aware of, that's literally the only thing they worked on until 2018. Uh, That's why we got those crunch issues and all of the employees complaining. So I'm not sure what anyone expected, to be honest. Yeah, they're... A lot of people don't realize that between Red Dead Redemption 2, you said 2018, right? Is what yeah. it came out? Yeah. Between Red Dead Redemption 2 and GTA 5, which came out in 2013, there was a five-year gap, possibly longer. We don't know. Um, they could have been working on starting Red Dead Redemption 2 while they were finishing up GTA 5. So yeah, exactly. They, we're, you know, we're not due for another GTA game in, in, for the next like you know three years, maybe. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm okay with that. There's a lot of rumors going around that it's taking place in Miami, specifically Vice City, and you'll fly down to Brazil or South America, Latin America, wherever. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be the biggest map in the GTA franchise, which just sounds all cool, but I I think that I think this rumor is true, but if you're making the biggest map size in GTA history, obviously it's going to take a lot of time because... You have to optimize like the seamless loading integration, which the PS5 has, and I'm sure the Xbox a Series X will have as well. But mm-hmm. you know, I guess people are just waiting for technology to catch up. Maybe Rockstar again is still working on it. I don't know. There's a lot of factors about GTA 6 that we don't know about because Rockstar is pretty tight-lipped about it. So yeah. In any case, it's not going to be a launch title for the PS5. That's not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> we both know that. Um, yeah, Horizon Forbidden West. We both, Elisa and I, both have to finish Zero Dawn first. Uh, I know it's an awesome game. Um, I just have not got around to it. There's so many other games. Yeah. Um, as we say, so much, so little time, and so many games. It's just there's just not enough time. Mm-hmm. 
it's funny like even though we're in quarantine there's a lot of people playing games i'm like yo where do you find all this time to play games because i don't got time to play games yeah <laughs> um ghostwire tokyo for the new game from Pro- uh, tango was it tango works was it what are their what is their name project tango works tango works that seems about right tango game works that's what it's called okay, okay i was like tango is in the name um uh, tango game works <laughs> is <laughs> no you're yeah something something works um tango game work pro- oh, oh my god tango game works is the studio founded by shinji mikami for those that don't know shinji mikami was the man behind the resident evil games he left Capcom. I guess he was just frustrated with the direction that the games are going in. And he founded Tango Gameworks. He partnered up with Bethesda and released The Evil Within 1 and 2, mm-hmm. which were basically like Resident Evil, but just not. It's like Mega Man, but Mighty Number no. 9. Yeah. But Mighty Number no. 9 was not good, but I think The Evil Within was better. I mean, it got a sequel, so. Yeah. That's saying a lot. Um. So, Ghostwire Tokyo is a game that is coming out from. Tango Gameworks, and it's like a first-person horror game, in the words of, um, I forget her first name, but her last name is Ikitani. It's spooky. <laughs> I, I just remember that from E3 last year. Um, and it, it looks spooky. It looks really cool. It looks like there's a bunch of, um, like it looks like you're hunting down like paranormal creatures. In Japan, they're called yokai. Um, they're like paranormal. They're like ghosts and demons is like the easiest way I can put them. There's a game called like Yokai Watch which is a rival to Pokemon. Um yeah. and you have to like capture all these cute looking demons and stuff, but like in real life these stories are pretty scary and the way they look is re- pretty creepy too. For me the standouts of this reveal were uh Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop. Oh yeah. Just because they're new franchises and I I thought they looked really cool. Oh yeah, totally. Um, the last one I want to give a quick look at is Resident Evil Village, aka Resident Evil Eight. I thought the trailer was going to be Van Helsing because mm-hmm. it looked like vampires and werewolves. And I was like, oh, that's cool, Van Helsing. And then they they got me. They said Village. I was like, oh, that's a weird name for a game. And then it said Resident Evil. I was like, yo, that yeah. is sick. It that got me. I was like, whoa, that is cool. And then at the end of the trailer, they showed Chris Redfield, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, this is Resident Evil for show. Hey. I'm hyped. I need to finish 7. I'm too I'm too much of a scaredy cat to finish 7. But I need to finish it, and then I'll play 8, because it looks awesome. Yes, totally. I like the Ratchet & Clank reveal. That one looked really cool. Oh, yes, how could I forget? That game, I'm not a huge fan of the series, but I think that the game overall looks awesome. Like the fact yeah. that you're going to be like going between worlds is so cool. Yeah, Rift Apart and Sackboy uh, intrigued me a lot. I'm I'm very interested in them. And on top of that, remember that tech demo that came out a month ago? I'm pretty sure that one of the games was that tech demo. Oh yeah. I don't even remember what it was, but yeah. <laughs> yeah like i um, like um fuck what what the hell was it even called <laughs> i don't even know I yeah i couldn't tell you someone called someone called it out and i was like oh that does look really familiar 
So, hmm. yeah, I, I don't care. Oh, whatever. It's cool. And then um, Spider-Man was cool, but then I was disappointed after. Um, oh, oh, why? Please enlighten me. So I thought that the reveal was that the next Spider-Man game was going to be based off of Miles Morales. And uh, the first disappointment was it wasn't in the Spider-Verse artwork and that type of art style um but uh, i was okay with that and then two it turns out that it's actually an expansion pack or or not an expansion pack a dlc and not an actual game to be honest i'm really confused about spider-man <laughs> so they've come out and said that it's an actual game okay yeah. uh, okay I, I, yeah I, I, so I, see I've, yeah I've they're really just confusing everyone they yeah. um <laughs> they came out and said it's an actual game they are going to, um, they're going to reuse a lot of the assets from the previous game, but like, it's okay. They're gonna, it, they're basically pulling a yakuza, which is fine for a lot of people, like I, for, me included. Um, I haven't played the first one yet, so I don't know, but I, it, I'm sure it's awesome. Um, but it's going to be set it. during the win- the winter time, so there's going to be snow everywhere. Okay, okay, got it. And it seems like they're updating a, like a lot of things, uh, to make the game better. Okay, for sure. That is the last official statement I heard. That it's an actual game and not an expansion and not a DLC. Because a lot of people were confused. Because even I was confused when I saw it. I was like, oh, cool. Is that going to be a DLC? Because it looks like one. Yeah. You see, at first, for my reaction was, oh, this is awesome. So there's going to be a new game for this. And then I was like, wait, it's a DLC? Oh, I'm not interested anymore. And then, <laughs> and then they confirmed it. I was like, okay. If... Um, now that now that you say that it's going to be a real game, I'm I'm hyped again. So. Yeah, it's like stop playing with my emotions. <laughs> Just tell me what it is. <laughs> but yes, that is everything that I liked, and overall, I'd say that as a PlayStation fan, um, I think that's a pretty solid lineup for launch. Um, a lot of good variety, but also a lot of um different games of and new franchises that they're trying to bring up such as the horizon franchise so it's not like they're it's not like i feel i i respect the fact that they didn't necessarily rely on like a a series that's like 20 years old yeah i appreciate that too i like that there are they're updating not really updating they're making sequels for a lot of the newer franchises while giving highlights to things like Ratchet and Clank, which haven't seen a new game in a while. And GTA, for some reason, is there. Hey. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I, I already bought the game twice on PS4 and on PC. I'm not going to buy it again. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's cool that they also highlighted a, no- a bunch of new developers, um, new games, new franchises. There's a lot of potential for some really great, great stuff on the PS5 when it comes out. Yes. Totally. So yeah, yeah that's, sounds like that's sounds like you I and have. I have um a lot of mixed comments and reviews or mixed comments and thoughts about it, and that's fine. Yes. I'm pretty neutral to positive about it, so Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be I think it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so too. 